Welcome back, everybody, to Talk of the Now podcast, and we've got Jared back with us again. It's been a while, Jared. How you doing? It has been a while, Gene. I've been well. How been about well. yourself? Been pretty well myself. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I don't know if we talked. We haven't talked since. Is it November when we last talked? December? Yeah, I think. I mean, we. Uh, yeah, it was right after the World Series, I guess. So oh, uh, that would have been middle of November-ish. Oh, man. Early good. November. Doesn't feel like it's been that long ago. I know. Time flies. It sure does, especially when you have little kids, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not yeah. kidding. Um, well, uh, I don't think that uh, we can take – Well, this won't be a very long one. We'll probably take about 30 minutes on this one. Uh, we'll come back because we want to come back and talk about – we're going to do the usual about sports, but I want to talk about the um, Super Bowl after the fact. Um you're into the NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a. I'm not. I'm not a Falcons fan like most around here. I'm not really a fan of any particular team for, for whatever reason. But uh, I like. I mean, I like to watch the games, especially the playoffs. I think I've watched mm-hmm. pretty much every, or at least, at least you know a quarter to a quarter to three quarters of pretty much every playoff game. And obviously, I think the. I think last week I watched basically all of both games. Uh, so I, I definitely tune in for the playoff games and I, I keep in, I keep track of everything cause I play fantasy, uh, football during the season. So that kind of keeps ah. me in touch. Uh, even though I can't watch <laughs> very many full games, right. Uh, during the, during the regular season. So you, um, you uh, really enjoy the entertainment factor over like rooting for a, a team like Michigan, for example. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the, it's really the only, uh, it's pretty much the only league that I watch, you know, with any regularity that I don't have a rooting interest in a particular team mm. for. Well, I'm a Falcons fan, but it becomes uh, thinner and thinner with my patience by right. each year. <laughs> it's almost becoming, it's not quite at uh, Detroit Lions level, but it is approaching there at times. <laughs> no, I think Lions fans would be incredibly upset to, to, for somebody else to try to to uh, horn in on their on their uh, self loathing oh, of, uh, of their fan base. But speaking of self loathing, how do they? I can't imagine how their however many fans feel about Mr. Stafford's. Um, <laughs> his, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. From what I uh, from what I've heard, they're actually the city of Detroit is pretty excited. That's kind of like the closest they'll ever get to a super bowl because they all like stafford yeah and they at, they knew they were never going to get at this point the way their roster was structured they weren't going to be contending for anything until he was past his prime so i think they're mostly just happy for him i'm sure they're uh, yeah from yeah, what i can be. tell yeah I'm, I'm sure they're happy for them him um i i was happy for him as a georgia fan you know watching an ex-quarterback succeed and the That's NFL true. is a little overdue in some ways. Yeah, um, I don't. UGA hasn't really had a, a NFL quarterback since I, like that was a success, legitimate star. But yeah. before Stafford, I don't know who who was it. Fran Tarkenton, I guess. That's yeah. like, that was like no. that was like fifty years ago or forty years ago. Most all of their and, and it's weird because it's, they have many good quarterbacks that come out of Georgia. Um, that usually are not like 
I guess a lot of times they come they're, – they're great college quarterbacks, but it seems like when they get into the NFL, they just sort of turn into journeymen. They sort of, uh, you know, bounce around and, and are great, you know, backups and just kind of – I guess the closest might have been Eric Zire. He had a brief career. Yeah. Um, maybe with I think the he at least filled in uh, – he, he at least got some starts at one point, I think, maybe – yeah. maybe filling in for somebody that was hurt back in the back in the 90s or mm-hmm. or whatnot david green must have been too small for the nfl or something <laughs> yeah the, uh, david green yeah i mean he was never i don't know how many games he ever even played and i know he was with the seahawks for a while but i think he was that he was i think he was their third string quarterback mm. uh so he was really buried uh yeah. <laughs> I actually met I actually met David Green once. Oh really? Uh cool. and asked him about his NFL career and he he was he was pretty optimistic about it all. You know, he was he was yeah. kind of saying, you know, I got he got he got paid for like five I can't remember what he said how long he said it was. I think it was five or six years. <laughs> and he actually and he went to a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, uh yeah. uh oh I guess it was the 06 Super Bowl when they lost to the Steelers. Uh-huh. Uh Matt Hasselbeck was their quarterback. Uh, that was back before the Russell Wilson days. They kind of yeah. made it as a sort of a Cinderella like the Bengals this year. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure some UGA fans are like yelling at their phone, um, you know, speaker right now. But I, I don't think the Buck Baloo ever did any NFL. Um, no, he uh, time. he he didn't even. I think he I, he never played in the NFL at all. I don't think he played minor league yeah. baseball mostly after uh, ah, after he left UGA. Right. I think he was yeah. he was actually a better considered a better baseball player yeah uh as far as for pro as far as pro consideration yeah uh went and i mean there of course we forgot i mean maybe stafford will over or pass him over but unfortunately we did forget the the glorious heinz ward oh <laughs> well, that's true know, <laughs> they, i mean he had a very good career not as a quarterback but right. uh but he did have a great he actually had a really good career and then another one i just thought of who did actually start some games although he never won anything was quincy carter uh that's true yeah quincy carter went to the playoffs with the cowboys a couple of times i think at least once with when bill parcells was the cowboys coach uh-huh. uh quincy carter was their quarterback and they actually went to the playoffs oh man but uh but i don't think he ever but he was i mean he never went to a pro bowl or anything or i don't even think he ever won a playoff game but he did start at yeah. least one to my memory you know next to stafford just my memory of quincy carter um one of the most impressive arms i can remember seeing on like a 20 year old kid you know next to stafford yeah i remember i mean i was pretty young i was i was only in when quincy carter was playing at uga i was in i don't know fifth or sixth grade i guess Mm -hmm. that was like the late 90s when he was there i guess um but i remember you know he was somebody that was always they were constantly in the papers because he was from Atlanta. He went to Southwest DeKalb High School, I think. Yep. And so he was always he was always getting hyped up. And to me at the time, he seemed like he was kind of overrated. So like in college, he never seemed to really live up to the hype because I think he was a top, you know, at the time. Back then they didn't there wasn't they weren't quite as thorough in their high school scouting back then like they are now with all the websites, but I'm pretty sure he was considered, you know, a top two or three quarterback in his recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And he never really seemed to live up to that. Although he did, he did have a fairly good pro career. Even, I mean, even a lot of five-star quarterbacks never, you know, start for a playoff team in the NFL. So I uh, can't, right. can't hate on him too much. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, um, 
I was just thinking, um, I, 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 you know, it's so hard to remember because quarterbacks get cycled in and out so quickly. Um, I think that um, I've tried, you know, David Green, he's like one of the last that comes to my mind. Uh, I can't remember who, there was a couple other guys that came after David Green era um, that were right. very good. I, I can't remember. I mean, Aaron who, Murray. Aaron Murray, Aaron that was Murray the name I was, was the, yeah. I think he was the all-time SEC passing leader when he left, but he just wasn't an NFL he didn't have a strong enough arm and he was pretty small. I think he was only five eleven or six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I ain't, I'm not sure he played in that. Uh, he was, I think he might've been playing in the XFL in 2020 when it got the, the yeah. XF, second XFL when it got canceled I for, remember that. for COVID. And I'm not sure he's ever uh, made it back. I, Cause uh Jake Fromm made an appearance this year in the NFL. That was the other name I could. He remember. was somebody's backup. Yeah, uh, and he got into a game. I think the Giants. He was with the Giants. He got into a game that I was watching. It was. I think yeah. I saw the first snap he ever took. I was. I just happened to have that game on. Yeah. And so whoever got hurt, that was. I think whoever their starter was at the time got injured. Uh-huh. And uh, Jake Fromm came in. Didn't exactly cover himself in glory, but it was his <laughs> first NFL game. So. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was a guy that everybody was acting his freshman year. People thought he was a first round pick. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they pick him up. They just kept picking him apart. He didn't really, not that he had it. He, not that he got worse in college, but for whatever reason, the scouts found a lot of things they didn't like. And then, you know, and then he ended up being like a fifth round pick or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's got all, he's got a uphill battle, but he is, he is a, he's on a roster at least. I don't know what it but is. But yeah, Stafford's definitely. Of the last 40, 50 years, the best UGA quarterback uh, by a pretty good margin. Oh, Probably yeah. a Hall of Fame career, if, especially if he wins on Sunday. Because uh, his, his stats, his pure stats, just the, the yards he's put up are pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly high, if you look at him. Back when, when he was in Detroit, when they had Calvin Johnson, uh, he used to throw for a ton of yards every year. And how many is he 35 ish? I don't remember his age. Yeah, well, he was in college with my wife, so he's like my age, I think. So I turn, I'm turning 35 this year. So okay, so that's probably about right. Okay, he might be a year. He might be a year younger than me. Okay, I don't know if uh, I don't know if we'll get many. Uh, ah, you never know. Never say never. Um, the that it seems like the younger um the veterans are starting to become the Matt Ryan's of the world and the, you know, and the um. Uh, yeah, Matt, you know, Stafford and all those guys, those are starting to become more of the, you know, Brady, of course, is beyond retirement age. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, the Peyton Manning and all those those people that had those reigns for a while, they've all kind of gone. And so now and now, of course, um, Drew Brees retired last year. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering who if um, it, it, it seems like I don't know if the era of those quarterbacks that that reach their late 30s and just sort of become sort of the you know I don't know what you want to call it the emeritus quarterbacks everybody it seems like everybody's going for young guns nowadays I don't know yeah I mean that's always I mean that's always what everybody's looking for the next quarterback whenever when any when any time a franchise falls to the point where they're you know they've got a, they've got a top four or five pick you know they're always there it's all that they're a quarterback's always a always a somebody that they need at least one of you know one of those couple teams that's that's picking near the bottom uh you I mean you got to have one especially right now with the way 
the rules are kind of favor the offense. You know, right. you, you kind of have to have an elite quarterback uh, for the most part. I mean, there have been a couple exceptions, but yeah. if you look at the guys that really performed well in the playoffs this year, I mean, they're guys that are just super, super high talent. Every, probably everybody besides Garoppolo, he's the only kind of game manager that was, you know, that had his team in position this year. Um, but, I mean, the other guys were are all all gunslingers. Mm-hmm. There. Um. Speak, well, speaking of GGA, we never did really debrief on the. Um, I did with Jason on another um, episode, but we didn't. We you and I never de- really debriefed on. The Georgia win. Um, I guess I need to give you a little bit of time to kind of get over the well, loss with Michigan. It's been a I'm month now. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you remember when before the beginning of the season when we talked, um, we were just kind of like, "Ah, eh, Michigan. Who knows what'll happen?" And, uh, there they go. They get tough final yeah. four. Oh, it was. I mean, yeah, I couldn't. It would have been nice if they had lost in a little more respectable fashion in that game, uh, but. Mm-hmm. Other than that, other than that one game, I mean, it was a great season. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the Las Vegas over under for Michigan before the season, as far as wins, was seven and a half. That's so it was you know either seven or eight wins was was where most people are thinking, and then they ended up winning twelve games. So mm-hmm. yeah, you take it. I'll take it. And then yeah. you know, and then Harbaugh, Harbaugh's mm-hmm. coming back. I was about to say, uh, there's kind of, there, are they going to retool? Are they already retooling a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, it looked like it looked. It looked, you know, Harbaugh was the runner-up for the Vikings job, so that was a little dicey for a second. Yeah. Uh, and but they've got a, they've got the coaching staff all figured out now. They did have to replace their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see the only there's only four guys coming back on the defense. Uh, so that'll be interesting. New defensive coordinator and eight new starters. Yeah. Or seven new starters on defense. Uh, so that'll be, we'll see. It'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll be, everybody will be more optimistic than coming into this year, but I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily expect to go uh, 12 and one going into the playoff, but I think, I think every, I think it's, I think we're in a better place as a, as a uh, program, not, not still not ready to compete with the uh, UGA uh, Alabama tier. We did we did knock over Ohio State mm-hmm. this year, so we'll see if uh, if we can take that next step. I'm sure Ohio State will be coming uh, coming in harder next year now that they got knocked off. But we'll yeah. see. I'm I was uh, like you said, it was uh, it was a it was a great season considering what what I expected coming in. Absolutely. And obviously, UGA, I was happy. Happy-ish for for UGA. That, <laughs> happy. <laughs> well happy done, for, UGA. Happy for the UGA fans that I know. Well done. Uh, that they finally uh, finally got that off their back. I think they'll probably get a couple more of those in the next ten or twelve years. I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't. But that would be interesting. I um, yeah. Well, as an um, I mean, it's clear clearer that you are an unbiased person um, for this. Um, what um you know we won't get too much into it because we want to hit the nfl before we go but um what what was your uh, impression i guess of the national championship with georgia and alabama and um i I've, i kind of felt like up until the third quarter maybe if memory serves that it was kind of like eh, alabama could just do their little 
you know, usual comeback and roll over them. What, what was your impressions? Yeah, I think, I mean, looking back after the game was over, it was really UGA. I mean, UGA had a, had two, I think two pretty big turnovers that UGA lost the turnover margin. That's really the only reason it, that's really the only reason that it was kind of close for a while. I mean, I think, you know, UGA had would have pulled away sooner yeah. if they hadn't thrown that interception that looked like maybe, or the fumble, I guess, technically they called it a fumble that looked like a forward pass to me. <laughs> they called a fumble that Alabama scored a touchdown on. Uh, if that hadn't happened, UGA probably would have cleared them by even another touchdown than they did. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it was pretty lucky. I think Alabama was pretty lucky to be in the position where they were. They were winning late in the third quarter. Hmm. Um, the better team definitely won. Um, so that was that was my impression was that Alabama was kind of playing the role of the the plucky underdog, uh, the way they were just barely staying, you know, just barely staying in that game yeah. by a turnovers, um, and kind of UGA sort of just shooting themselves in the foot for the first few quarters, but. Hmm. I think, I think the better team won, and I think the margin of victory was, which I think ended up being two touchdowns because UGA scored the touchdown on the interception return in the last minute. I think that was pretty indicative of the of the skill level of the two teams. Uh, UGA was just better than everybody this year, especially yeah. with Alabama missing their number two receiver that whole game and their number one receiver or no they yeah they were saying their top two receivers one of them got hurt in the sec championship game and one of them got hurt in the bowl in the semifinal i think so mm -hmm. with those two guys out it was a there was it was going to be really tough for alabama to do anything on the georgia defense without being handed field position which is how they scored right. when they did score well not to talk about what ifs but had Georgia not lost already to or played Alabama for any, anyway the SEC championship, do you think they may not have played as well? You know, that they could be. Although, them. if Alabama had lost enough, that would have required Alabama to lose another game in the regular season. Yeah, and they may not have been in the playoffs at all at that point. Right. Um, but I think that definitely, I think it definitely helped. Uh, that definitely theoretically played in, in UGA's win. favor that right. they had already. I think, yeah, I think that the fact that they had already played was definitely more in UGA's favor than Alabama's, okay. uh, because UGA had kind of the only way Alabama was going to beat UGA was going to be with the passing game, uh, because nobody could run on UGA this year, hmm. and you know, knowing what they were going to do in the passing game, having an idea of what hurt them the first time i think that that definitely played into uga's hand mm -hmm. um i was trying to think of uh yeah there uh, i think that overall that's that's very true with with alabama i think um their loss to um the, the game to me one of the best games it wasn't because alabama lost but one of the best games was that um, Texas A&M game they played. Um, that was just a very entertaining. That might have been my favorite game this year, that I, besides the Georgia win, because I'm a Georgia fan. But, <laughs> you know, that that was a really good game. And not just because Alabama lost. It was just one of those games where 
you you really saw something that you didn't expect to see you know yeah i remember i was only i think michigan that was a prime time game michigan was also playing so i didn't see a lot of it uh-huh. i think i saw the last uh six or seven minutes um but it was i mean of course it's always exciting when you see one of those anytime you see clemson not i mean this year not as much clemson but clemson or alabama or ohio state lose a regular season game uh it's always that's always a that's always exciting i feel like because they never usually the game is close because it's hard to blow those teams out so and then you have the added kind of the added intrigue of the big upset it's mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of can turn there's usually one week a season for college football that kind of turns into almost like a march madness yeah type thing where you, you have a few upsets and it seems like you know it kind of has that vibe uh, that you get in the first couple rounds of the, the basketball tournament mm-hmm. well you know other than being a uga fan myself and you know obviously felt like a satisfying year in college football and you know i mean it it had a lot of good games i was i was pretty happy with the season we'll yeah see. i think i think i mean as i of course it was my favorite season in a long time but that's that uh that's kind of biased yeah uh towards the unexpected year that michigan had but yeah i think i'll probably be looking forward to the this is probably the least i've ever looked forward to the beginning of college football season and yeah Next year will probably, which ironically, the, the way it turned out, uh, but next year will probably be the most I look forward to one. And it's probably since at least since Harbaugh's first season when uh, he you know started the turnaround before it kind of flagged off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'll, it'll be great. So, okay, moving on then um, before we get done here. What um, I enjoyed watching, I'm with you. I like watching the NFL playoffs. I mean, you know, I'm a Falcons fan. I say that hesitantly. Um, but, uh, you know, they've just been out of it for the last two to three years. Um, and I wish they would stop replaying their loss to the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's going to haunt them for now on. But um, I, um, th- I I always love watching the NFL playoffs. Just it seems like you get you sort of get a yin and yang with it. Like you either get these games that are just totally boring and it's a blowout but you also can get a lot of good gems as far as watching just fun football goes. And I think that there were, there were probably a good handful of those. There were three or four games that were very good to watch and entertaining. For sure. The, that the first, the wildcard weekend was not good, mm-hmm. but basically every game since the last, so the four quarterfinal games are divisional round games as they call them. The two conference championship games were all, really good five of them were one on field goals on the last play the only one that wasn't was the the rams niners game the nfc championship yeah so yeah i can't remember that divisional weekend with all four games being won on the last play i can't remember anything like that uh that was that was an incredible uh two days Uh, yeah i always tell people that you know, especially people that don't watch football, they, they sort of watch it. Like you're really missing out if you don't watch the playoffs. It's way, yeah. it's usually way better than the actual Super Bowl itself. Um, just leading up to, a, you know, it really proves a game of inches when you watch those games. Yeah, the NFL does one thing. You know, people talk about the NFL product compared to college that it's not as, you know, it's it's very corporate kind of kind of stale uh which is true there's not as much pageantry uh but yeah 
they do the postseason, the postseason is much better than college football's postseason because there's so much more parity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just makes for for much better games. Uh, and and they this year first this year just uh, that was incredibly apparent. Just the was the way that the I mean the college football playoffs had three quarters of one good or three and a half quarters of one good game in it, uh, and then the NFL had a whole weekend four games that you know that either that went into overtime or were won on the last play of regulation. So yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah, I think it, the NFL definitely in January kind of turns up the turns up the heat on on the college game as far as excitement yeah the old cowboys i tell you they're um uh, you know i can't i can never feel sorry for cowboy fans really i mean they they've had legacies and i mean you had you basically owned the 90s for the most part <laughs> you know i mean i know everybody wants to win the super bowl and you get down your team when they don't win but um they they did surprise me a little bit this year uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be back in it again next year you know yeah, there was a, the first twelve weeks or so. People thought the Cowboys were Super Bowl contenders, and they kind of fell off and just sort of limped into the playoffs. And yeah, and then you know, then they lost their first game. They haven't won a playoff game, and they haven't won a playoff game in almost twenty years. So I, I am starting to feel there's Cowboys fans of my of our generation, even of mm. my generation, uh, and even older than that. I don't really feel that bad for it. Cause like you said, I remember when they were winning, they won three out of four Super Bowls in the nineties, but mm. I, I kind of do feel bad for the ones that maybe were born in the nineties. Sure. Uh, and now they, they've probably don't ever remember even seeing their team win a playoff game, uh, which is, which is crazy to think about for you and I, uh, the way we remember that team. But right. I mean, they've been, they've been far, they've had far worse luck than the Falcons for the last, you know the last 18 or 19 years yeah just uh you know they just have a little bit more history to lean back on from prior to that obviously absolutely um oh before i ask about the super bowl um is aaron Rodgers still on the fence as far as coming back yeah they it's well yeah i mean the assumption is that i've seen that he's gonna play for somebody else next year Mm. there is a possibility he retires uh he's getting married or just got married i'm not sure uh and you know kind of seemed over it at times especially last off season so mm. it's possible uh and then it's possible that he it's possible that he comes back uh yeah but it the most likely scenario from what i've seen is that he's playing for someone else next season uh, uh probably the broncos is one that people are talking yep. about <laughs> i uh, heard about that a lot. yeah yeah just uh, <laughs> how crazy would that be if, um, I mean, I just suggest what if scenarios, but how, how crazy would that be if, um, what's his name from Tampa? Um, uh, Tom Brady, sorry. If Tom right. Brady re- decides to retire and then Tampa <laughs> decides to get, to get go Aaron after Rodgers and they, they, I mean, they, uh, they have an opening. I, there's, I mean, I know, it's very hard with NFL stuff. I'm not super versed in the salary cap and that has a lot to do with who can sign who right. and whatnot. So from what I understand, the Tampa really only has one more year where they can kind of keep their roster together before they're going to owe everybody too much money and they're going to have to cut a bunch of their better players or trade them. 
Uh, so I'm not sure if that's a situation that would be appealing to Rogers. And I don't know if there's a way they can work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a, in a vacuum, it would make sense as a place for Rogers to go because they have really good offensive weapons right now. Absolutely. It's just that they might only have them for one more season, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Maybe the Broncos and Tampa Bay are like the um, the holding ground or like the place where people like to land right before they retire to win a few Super Bowls. And then get- <laughs> yeah, well, the last two times uh, that the Broncos have won the Super Bowl were started by somebody who was playing in their final game ever, the yeah. Elway and Manning. So right. there well, you okay. go. That's, well, that's, super- the, that's the formula. <laughs> super Bowl-wise, uh, we got – um i think the super bowl is very interesting like i i I side with cincinnati in some ways because they're like they're a falcons like team that never seems to be able to get there Mm -hmm. um but i like um matt like already said like matthew stafford um and the rams kind of have a cool little energy about them um but they've also been sort of if ever there was a journeyman type of uh, team it might be the rams in the nfl next to the raiders i don't know but uh team that just seems to bounce from city to city but i don't know are you pulling for anybody or what are your expectations on this yeah i'm probably i'm probably pulling for the Bengals, like you said i mean i i usually root for the underdog uh if i don't have some reason uh to root for one team or the other my my other default is if one of them has a really good player who went to michigan then i would root for them i always rooted for the tom brady teams uh and both teams do have one i think one guy on the roster from michigan but they're not not anybody that's really that important so it's nothing yeah. that nothing that sways it so I'll, I'll probably be rooting for the Bengals. yeah uh just to because that would be such a crazy story two years ago they were two and 14 they're i think they're for whatever this means they're basically the poorest team in the nfl they it's impressive. they don't have they don't have an indoor practice facility they're <laughs> just run on a very bare bones uh budget their owners are known for being very cheap ah, uh the brown family uh so so they're yeah the, i would they're, 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 they've never the won they've NFL. never won they've never, <laughs> they've never won any before which the rams have won a super bowl but it was when they were in st louis um so los angeles rams fans unless they continue to root for the team when they were in st louis have never uh have never uh seen their team win either but there's also not that many it doesn't seem like there's that many los angeles rams fans so yeah yeah well that was with what's his name i forgot his name kurt warner yeah did they win just one with him or two i don't remember just they went they won one and they lost okay the the first tom brady super bowl was over the rams i forgot about kurt warner yeah yeah wow that's uh well, yeah, so they got their Super Bowl. I don't know. I like Matthew Stafford, and I would like to see a UGA quarterback for the Super Bowl ring. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll, I certainly we'll – there's not a team that I'm rooting against. I sure. just – I guess if I had to pick one, it would probably be the Bengals. Yeah. Um, if, if I had to pick one to root for. As All far right. as the, who I actually think would win, I mean, it's hard to pick – it's hard to pick against the Rams because they're a more well-rounded team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Bengals – don't have a great defense it's kind of been but don't break uh they really don't have much of a running game uh the the rams have uh have better have a have better running backs and a better quarterback uh 
although Burrow is really good, Stafford's just a little bit better right now. And the Rams have a much better defense. Uh, so, and they're playing at home. I don't know what that's worth. I don't think Super Bowl tickets are barely available to the public. Mm-hmm. They're mostly sold months in advance to cue to, you know, corporate <laughs> to corporations and their, <laughs> yeah. their VIPs. So I'm not sure that how many Rams fans will actually be there. Yeah. Even if the Rams were super popular in LA, which I don't think they necessarily are. I think the Raiders are still the most popular team in Los Angeles, even though they it's kind of, although they, they are, they are a little closer, mm-hmm. I think actually in Vegas than they were when they were in Oakland, but, but yeah, I'm pretty sure the Raiders are more popular than the Chargers and the Rams uh, in Los Angeles. <laughs> they're not even in Los Angeles now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. That's the NFL, man. I'll tell you, it's quirky sometimes how it works. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be a good game, though. I would be surprised if it's a blowout. Uh, which, so I, I think, I think people have more to watch than the commercials, as they, yeah, as always <laughs> like to say. Well, we'll debrief um, if it's if it's bad enough. We may not debrief next week, but we'll try to get back <laughs> in the next week or two and and talk about it. And maybe, uh, may, hey, we might even break down a little college basketball, which I don't really like, but I know you like. Um, yeah, you know, we old... can talk about we can talk about spring training too. That's true. Oh, yeah. We've got the Wait, well, the, well yeah. I was there isn't say, any right now because no. <laughs> there's a lockout. We'll of see. Course. Oh, I forgot about the lockout, man. Um, yeah, well, it would have been. I mean, they pitchers and catchers would be reporting in probably two weeks, I guess. Uh, but yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll chat about March Madness because I mean Auburn is looking good. I have heard about them, even though I don't really keep up with. They them. were. They were just. Going. They just lost last Tuesday night. They lost. Uh-huh. They were ranked, but they, that's only the second game they've lost all season. So, yeah, it's quite a quite a season on the yeah <laughs> on the uh, on the plains over there. All right, Jared. Well, let's call it a night, and we'll get back at it. All Thanks right. again. Thanks everybody for joining Thank us. Thank you, Gene. Absolutely. See you later, folks.